Hi, I'm Danielle Gibson, and you're listening to The Confrontationalist. This podcast is for anyone who has ever said you're bad or scared of confrontation. And from my experience, this includes almost all of you. So I'm glad you're here. By listening to the show, you'll find yourself feeling much more comfortable saying what you mean so you can get what you want. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. Since this podcast is called The Confrontationalist, I thought it would be a good idea to dedicate this episode to the importance of confrontation and talk a little bit about how I got here. First off, my definition of confrontation is to deal directly with someone or something you've been avoiding out of fear. I created this niche after years of coaching when I started to hear so many of my mostly female clients say that they're bad or scared of confrontation. I never knew what they meant based on the context of whatever they were talking about, so it never made sense to me. And every now and then, I would even Google the definition of confrontation to find out if I just didn't know one of the definitions. But I never found one that made what they said make sense. So then I started to pay attention to when they would say it and found it was always around some sort of communication. Things like difficult conversations, speaking up, being direct, asking questions, asking for a raise or raising your rates, boundary setting and saying no to things they didn't want to do, but felt that they should say yes. Some of these areas had been difficult for me in the past, and many of them had never been an issue. And because it was so natural for me, I had to figure out why it wasn't for others. And I knew that this skill was something that women especially needed to learn. All of these types of communications were fairly easy for most men, except in interpersonal relationships, but it gets in the way of professional advancement and in personal, interpersonal relationships with women. Confrontation can be excruciatingly difficult based on how people are socialized, either directly or indirectly, meaning what they were taught growing up in their family or what society taught them, and there can be an overlap of the two. In this episode, I'll speak about healthy confrontation versus aggressive confrontation, the benefits of healthy confrontation, the negative effects of not being confrontational, overcoming the fear of confrontation, and then I'll offer a couple of examples of things you can say when you're in a a confrontational situation. So why confrontation? What is so important about this skill? People shy away from things I just listed because they're scared. And fear is what holds us back from pretty much everything. With regard to confrontation, the fear most people have is of some kind of conflict or aggressive confrontation. It's the fear of some sort of negative response or pushback based on something they do or say. And what's ironic about that is that conflict is much more likely to happen when you don't say something versus when you do say something. Think about all of the times you haven't said or done something you wanted to do or say. How did that feel and for how long? And alternatively, how do you feel when you do say something uncomfortable? Generally, pushing through the discomfort can feel liberating or exhilarating. Here are some reasons clients give me for why they want to work together, things that keep them from being confrontational. They say that they care too much about what other people think. They have a hard time being direct. 
They're people pleasers. They're scared of sounding stupid. They think it will lead to a fight. They're scared of getting fired, scared of being abandoned. They're scared of saying the the wrong thing. Or they're perfectionists and want to say or do the perfect thing, which doesn't even exist because perfect doesn't exist. So let's pick out a few from that list. The first one is caring too much about what others think. When my clients say this, I ask them how they even know what others think. It's not like they tell you. And the answer is that they don't. It's really about why they think someone else will think. So it's not really caring what others think. It's about projecting the judgment they already have about themselves onto others. Then they're scared of sounding stupid. This is also a judgment they already have of themselves that they're projecting onto others. Nobody is actually ever going to say, well, that was stupid. What is likely with this fear is that they were told in some form or another when they were young that what they said was stupid, or maybe it was that they were stupid, so whatever they had to say was going to be stupid. And the fear they have is of how horrible it felt when they were criticized in that way. And finally, scared of saying the wrong thing. This is similar to the fear of sounding stupid. First, if you have a fear of saying the wrong thing, it means you think there is a right way to say something. You just don't know what that is. So it keeps you from saying anything. And there's also the fear of saying the wrong thing will lead to something bad because at some point in in their earlier life, it may have. So the fears are not about what's going on in the moment. They are about what actually did happen in the past. And if you're doing this work, most people don't know yet, whatever the fear is will not happen in the moment. Very often, part of the work I do is inner child work because so many of the fears we're living with, so many of the things that keep us stuck are the result of some sort of trauma we experienced when we were pretty young, but it still lives in our unconscious. So let's talk about healthy confrontation versus aggressive confrontation. Healthy confrontation is respectful with a considerate approach. You acknowledge the other person's feelings and perspectives while expressing your own. Healthy confrontation involves assertiveness, which means clearly and confidently expressing your thoughts and feelings. It does not involve being passive or aggressive. One goal of healthy confrontation is to find a solution or resolution to an issue. It focuses on addressing a problem and not attacking the person. It emphasizes effective communication skills like active listening, empathy, and clear expression. It encourages open and honest dialogue. Healthy confrontation is more likely to preserve and improve relationships because it's based on respect and a desire to resolve conflicts. Something else that's really important about healthy confrontation is that you're expressing yourself. If you hold back, you're stifling yourself and your emotions and the energy behind the emotions will get stored in your body and it will accumulate over time, which usually causes some sort of resentment or outburst toward another person. If you say what you want to say, you're able to experience your feelings and release the energy in the moment. When I work on this with my clients, I tell them that the point of confronting something is not to get a certain outcome. It's simply to say what you want to say or do what you want to do. If you get a desired outcome, that's just an added bonus. 
Aggressive confrontation is what most people think confrontation is. It's characterized by disrespectful and hostile behavior. It's often involves attacking the other person personally using derogatory language or raising your voice. It's dominating and forceful. It will involve intimidation or attempts to control another person through fear or manipulation. It tends to focus on assigning blame rather than solving the underlying issue. It can be confrontational for the sake of winning or proving a point. And it can involve yelling, interrupting, or talking over the other person, making it difficult to have a productive conversation. Aggressive confrontation is likely to harm relationships because it creates a hostile atmosphere and can lead to resentment and further conflict. Healthy confrontation has so many benefits in personal, professional, and interpersonal situations. It can lead to positive outcomes and improvements in so many aspects of your life. Healthy confrontation is an effective way to deal with conflicts and disputes. By openly discussing issues and concerns, people can work together to find solutions and reach resolutions. Confronting issues promotes better communication. It encourages active listening, clear expression of thoughts and feelings, and a deeper understanding of each other's perspectives. Being assertive, can boost self-esteem and self-confidence. Expressing your needs and boundaries can reinforce a sense of self-worth. Confronting challenges and addressing issues directly can foster personal growth because it provides an opportunity to learn from experiences and become more resilient. It prevents conflict. As I mentioned before, confronting issues can prevent them from escalating. The sooner you deal with something, the greater likelihood it won't become a much bigger problem. Confrontation helps you create boundaries. Boundaries are really important because you're communicating how you want to be treated and what is and isn't acceptable. Over time, consistently engaging in healthy confrontation can build trust with others. If you're direct, honest, and open with regard to confrontation, people will know where they stand with you. Even if your directness makes someone feel uncomfortable at first because that's not their style, they'll still appreciate you because there are no surprises. I am a very direct person and I've always been this way. I had a mom who was very direct, so I assume I learned this from her. And because I've always been direct, people expect it from me. I am also a pretty curious and candid person and I pretty much talk to everyone the same way, even people I don't know. I talk to them as if I already know them. My directness sort of gives other people permission to be direct and candid. They know it's okay to be this way and they trust me. This makes my conversations with people fuller and more interesting. And it also helps with regard to the work I do because my clients feel at ease talking to me. Overall, healthy confrontation is a valuable skill that can lead to more harmonious relationships, personal development, and the effective resolution of issues and conflicts in so many areas of life. On the other hand, if you avoid or suppress issues, meaning if you're non-confrontational, you're more likely to feel stressed out and anxious and obsess over things. When you confront something, you can release pent-up emotions, which will reduce emotional strain. I had a client once who was terrified of being direct. She was also mostly cut off from her feelings. And the two combined made it impossible for her to be assertive, express her needs, or set boundaries. It made healthy confrontation impossible 
and she was pretty miserable. So when she had conversations with certain people in her life, if someone said something she didn't like or felt hurtful, it was impossible for her to speak up about how she felt in the moment. And it was only after the conversations ended that she thought of what she could have said had she not been so scared. And then she would obsess over what she didn't say for days or weeks. And she would vacillate between anger and a sense of powerlessness. Sometimes she would rehash or even make up entire conversations in her mind in an attempt to feel better. She would often end up feeling victimized by the other person, no matter what was said. As you can imagine, over time, her relationships with family, friends, or someone she was dating would end up breaking down. We started working together because she didn't want to be stuck in this cycle anymore. Another thing that can happen when you avoid confrontation is that it can lead to isolation. When you suppress issues rather than discuss them, you may withdraw from social interactions to avoid potential conflict. The emotional stress of avoiding confrontation can manifest in physical symptoms like headaches, muscle tension, stomach problems, and it can disturb your sleep. You may also walk around angry a good part of the time. Not confronting just one person or one situation could lead to a shift that gets in the way of every aspect of your life. When you don't say something, it stays with you. At its most basic, when you're avoiding conversation, for example, you are trading a few minutes of discomfort for potentially weeks or months of discomfort. Here's a client example of that. I had a client who ran her own business. She was very successful. Her clients loved her, and she worked with many of them for a long time. While we were working together, she wanted to raise her rates since she hadn't done it for a while. But she kept avoiding the conversation with this one client. She would tell herself that she was going to do it tomorrow. Then tomorrow would come and go. She wouldn't say anything. And at the end of the day, she would beat herself up for not having had the conversation. So she wasn't getting paid more. She had this thing on her mind all the time. And she judged herself and obsessed over it for months. The observation I shared with her is that she was trading five minutes of discomfort for months of discomfort. Had she had the conversation, it would be over. She'd be done. Instead, she was keeping herself in a cycle of telling herself she would do something, not do it, and then beat herself up for not doing it. And she'd do this over and over again. Thankfully, after we worked on it, she got to a place where she was comfortable having the conversation. And the work we did on that particular challenge helped her in other uncomfortable situations. When you work on one aspect of your skills, it can help you with other challenges in your life. So what are some things you can do to overcome your fears of confrontation? The first thing you need to do is accept that you have the fear. If you're like most people, when you're scared of something, you tell yourself that you shouldn't be scared. We don't want to be scared. And then we tell ourselves that the fear is dumb or ridiculous because the thing we want to do is so easy. We think we should just be able to do it. The phrase you probably hear in your head is, why can't I just do it? It should be so easy. But it's not easy. If it were, you wouldn't even be thinking about it. So if you're concerned and you're scared, be scared. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means you're human. 
in order to work through anything, you have to be aware that it exists, accept it, and want to feel better. Overcoming your fear of confrontation starts with awareness. Once the awareness of the fear is on your radar, you'll notice it more and more, and it will likely start to bother you more. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. You'll notice the fear, how you respond to the fear, how it feels in your body, and how it holds you back. Then it will get harder to tolerate, and when that happens, you'll be more likely to want to work towards figuring out your way of overcoming it. I'm an advocate for working with a coach, but I say your way because everyone has their own way of approaching personal development work. Since confrontation is a fairly complex skill, meaning there are many things that need to be in place to feel comfortable doing it, developing the skills is a process that you need to work on over time. A couple of examples of situations you may shy away from and things you can do to help are If you want to say something and you're not comfortable being direct, you can start with, being direct is not very easy for me, but I'd like to try because there's something I'd I'd really like to say. And then you say whatever it is you want to say. In doing this, you're saying the hard part out loud, which is that you're uncomfortable. If you say something like this, you're giving yourself permission to fumble toward what you want to say and not expect yourself to be perfect. I had a boss once who was very, very difficult to understand. I almost never understood the point of what he told me. Most often, after he finished speaking, he would say, does that make sense? And if it didn't, which it mostly didn't, I would just say no. He made it easy for me by asking me if it was clear, but not everyone does that. So if someone says something to you that you don't understand, you can simply say, I didn't quite understand what you're asking or saying. Can you elaborate? Finally, this is an example of something I heard recently, something I had never heard before. A client of mine who runs her own business hadn't been paid by one of her clients, and she didn't know how to approach the situation. She asked me, how do I ask my client to pay me and still be nice? In my head, I was like, Nice. What does nice have to do with it? It's just a question. Like I said, I'd never heard that before. But she had been taught that asking for anything wasn't nice. But what she was taught was wrong, and it gets in her way in so many ways. She was sending an email, and I suggested that she write this. Your last invoice has not been paid, and it's now overdue. When this week will I receive it? This is a direct and specific email. It's assertive. Learning how to be confrontational is a huge game changer, and I highly recommend working on any challenges you have with it. I promise you it will make your life so much easier. Okay, that's today's episode. I hope this exploration of confrontation was helpful, and I hope you have a really great week. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back soon with more insights to help you get closer to being an expert confrontationalist. If there are any topics you'd like me to talk about on the show, you can DM me through my Instagram at the underscore confrontationalist. You can message me through LinkedIn or contact me through my website, theconfrontationalist.com backslash contact. And finally, 
I'm sure you know at least five people who are terrified of being direct and having difficult conversations. So take a minute and think of who they are, go to your podcast app, and share this episode with them today. See you next time.